You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Back to pass, Donovan Smith. Smith steps up in the pocket, unloads it, throws it all the way downfield into the end zone, tipped, and it is caught! Caught by the Cougars! Caught for a touchdown! Unbelievable! Caught by Stephon Johnson! The ball was tipped up in the air, and the Cougars win the game on the final play! Unreal! Unreal! The Cougars, first ever Big 12 conference win. The crowd storms the field, and the Cougars win it. Unbelievable. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Well, that's the dramatic end to a game three weeks ago. Houston with the win on the Hail Mary pass. Uh, the Hail Mary that was answered, the win over West Virginia. Called by Kevin Eschenfelder, courtesy of the Houston Cougars Sports Network from Learfield. And uh, a lot going on on that play, Aaron. Uh, end of the game, Hail Mary. And Kevin, I thought it encapsulated it all very, very well. Great call there. And we're joined by the voice of Houston Cougars football. Kevin Eschenfelder joins us. Welcome to you. How you doing today? I'm good, John. How are you? Very good. Uh, I, get a royal, I get a royalty check every time you run. Good. We'll keep playing that for you then. <laughs> we can. What a fantastic finish that was. Uh, unbelievable. How about that? I mean, you said unbelievable. Uh, one of those games where, I mean, Houston was right there and got yourself in position, you know, for the Hail Mary, which is an accomplishment. And then look at what happened. You got a big win out of it. Yeah, the little things that happened in that, uh, you know, I know it was three weeks ago, but, uh, you know, it, it was such a, a roller coaster of emotion because people forget Cougars gave up a 50-yard touchdown pass with 12 seconds left when all they had to do was try to hold West Virginia to a field goal. So that was the downside. Uh, the upside was, you know, for West Virginia, they got a 15-yard penalty on the, the guy who threw the touchdown pass, took his helmet off. He had a 15-yard penalty. They had to take off from the 20 instead of the 35. That was the only reason – that Houston would even have a chance to answer. That is wild. That's a costly penalty, I would say. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, great win there. And uh, how would you say things are going? What, what's what's the biggest? Not it's a level of competition. I, the, the top teams in the American Conference make no mistake about it. They were very good. Cincinnati uh, two years ago, they were a playoff team, mm-hmm. and they were they should have been a playoff team. The people that say, oh. They, they can't compete with the big boys. Forget about that. That was a, that was a really good team. The top echelon of the American was good, but now you get into the uh, you get into the Big Twelve, and it's just every week is is just such a test. Uh, we saw that Kansas State you know, put it on the Cougars uh, in a big way. We all know, but K State could be playing as well as anybody in the country right now. They beat TCU forty-one to three the week before that, and so you know they put together maybe as good as ten quarters consecutively as anybody in the country. And you know I, I look at I look at the Baylor schedule and just how how similar things have been for this this Cougar team and, and a Baylor team. Both teams had disappointing losses early in the season. Houston was Rice. You got Texas State. Uh, you know, you know, it's it's just hard to kind of bounce back from that. And um, you know, it's it's just it's their like their their seasons have really mirrored one another. And that's why I think this is a big game coming up. But yeah, the level of competition, the, the weekly grind of uh, having to play your best every week, and uh, you know, Cougars had the had the, the, the emotional win over West Virginia. They played well against Texas. Got beat, uh, you know, tw- towards the end of the ball game. Actually, had a chance. They scored at the end against Texas. They'd gone for two. Who knows what would have happened? It didn't. But the, you know, Texas won the game. Uh, but you 
know, there was a letdown probably at Kansas State against a really good team. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something you got to bring it every week, and, uh, you know, they're hoping to get to the level where they'll be able to do that in a not-too-distant future. That's that's kind of the big thing that I would think, you know, coming into this league uh, or, or just, you know, changing leagues is it every week, right? I mean, instead of getting up once every couple of weeks or something like that, I mean, it's, it's a gauntlet in the Big 12, and you got to get up and play your best every single week. And you can be, you know, you saw it Iowa State last week. You could get yeah. beat by anybody on any given week, and it's just—I know that that sounds so cliche, John, but it's true. It, it truly is the case. Uh, you know, Kansas with Oklahoma last week. It's if you're not ready to play, if you're not complete, if you're not healthy, if you're not ready to play, if you uh, if, you, if you're not focused and, and present in the day, which is not always easy to do with kids that are 18 to 22 years old. Uh, you know, you get beat, and uh, and that's that's a that's a huge a huge hurdle, and something that I think is a a big step that that you have to you have to start learning as a program, and that takes a little time. Kevin, I said this earlier. Uh, you're one of the few guys we can talk to that probably remembers the last time Baylor and U of H played. <laughs> it was I remember, I remember the first time they played in the Southwest. Ah, that's funny. Wait, yeah, seriously, seventy six? You remember that? Absolutely, twenty three five. Wow, that's right. That. Well, that was a big deal for. I mean, as as people think about you know Houston not getting into the Big Twelve, and that that's, but there was also a time when when Houston didn't get into the Southwest Conference, yeah. And when they did get into the Southwest Conference, you know the story. They won the conference three out of the first four years that right, they were in it right. with the Cotton Bowl, and, and uh, to be honest with you, they were dominant for a, you know that three or four year strand, uh, span, and uh, you know beat Texas thirty to nothing at at Austin that first year in the Southwest Conference. That's ancient history, but, yeah, I do remember it. I remember it very, very well. That's great. That's fun to remember going way back like that. And Houston, man, they were blowing and going when they jumped into the Southwest Conference in 76. They were. They were. That, and, again, that's where, you know, that's that's ancient history, and that has nothing to do with a lot of these kids. I don't think these kids' parents were. These kids' parents weren't, weren't poor. <laughs> right. Back, uh, back then. But, uh, you know, it, that's uh, it, it's a great memory for me as a longtime Cougar. But, you know, that's – you know they're they're trying to get to that level now, and it's going to take some time. It's going to take the the game has changed so dramatically, uh, the recruiting and everything else has changed so dramatically, and, and you know everything changes. And uh, and now it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the next you know half decade as far as being able to recruit on this level. You're not you're not bringing in recruits to see Houston play you know Temple and T- Tulsa. You're you're bringing them in to see them play you know Texas and Baylor and, and you know really historic programs in the, in the country and, and in this region especially. Yeah, and good history, you know, between these schools too. Uh, 95 was the last time we met the last year of the Southwest Conference. Now, we were supposed to play uh, three years ago in 2020, a game that uh, Coach Holgerson just won't let go. He he, uh, he always brings that up and, and uh, just kind of sl- it slipped it in at the end of the press conference earlier this week. He did it last night, actually. He did? <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy Branham hosts his, his radio show, but Jeremy's got little ones, so he went trick or treat last night. So I did the I did the Holgerson show. Nice. And he slipped that again last night. You know, it's just all, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 all a good fun. If, uh, you know, Mac Rhodes is a is a dear friend, and, and we all we all love Mac to this day, and so you know we still give him a hard time about that. And uh, yeah, it, it, there's no trust me. There's no there's no malice between us <laughs> on the back side of it. It's funny, and he says, "Oh, I can't say that." Mac was already mad at me. I don't want Mac <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> so he well, gets his. You know, Mac, Mac shot back at him. He shot back at Mac. Right. I, I, I laughed at both of them. So to be honest with you, that's pretty funny. 
Uh, Kevin Eschenfelder with us, play-by-play voice for Houston Cougars football, Houston and Baylor, Saturday at 2.30. I was noticing uh, a couple of things about U of H, a really good road team over the last couple of years. What is it, 10 road victories in 21 and 22 combined? Yeah, they, 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 it hasn't mattered where they were playing. And, uh, they mirror the Astros a little bit. <laughs> it seems like they play better <laughs> on the road at times. I think they did at home, but uh, a lot of that came against you know the American Conference too. And uh, but it's that's why I think this is going to be really a good matchup. You know, because I remember I'm, I'm fresh off. It's such, been such a an interesting schedule. Just that last week was the first time we left the state of Texas. Uh, we've flown. Hmm. We, we've gotten on an airplane twice. Wow! It's, it's just it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, we're so used to going to, to Philadelphia and and you know all these you know uh, UCF and, and all over the you know USF and. We're going all over the country, and now you know it's it's that's one of the big adjustments too, as far as we talk about travel in the Big Twelve. Now, now, how will that translate onto the field? We'll find out. But I, I do, I really do, John. And I'm not saying this just because everybody says, "Oh, this should be a good game." I think this really should be a good game coming up on Saturday. I agree. Two teams, you know, a lot of similarities in the way their season's going. Two teams that really, really need and want a win on Saturday. Sure. You know, I think that makes for uh, could make for a very, very good matchup. Playing with a sense of desperation, I think both of them know that uh, you know time is running out on the season, and you want to try to try to finish on a, on a positive note. And that neither team is probably where they would take probably out of it. Neither team is where they would like to be. Right. But, uh, fact is, you are where you are, and, and and you know can't improve unless you try to improve it yourself. And you know Houston has a chance with uh, you know Baylor, Cincinnati. Uh, they go to UCF. You know those games. Oklahoma State's in there. Uh, but finishing somewhat strong in the conference, and I think that's a that's a big message to the to the players right now. Another thing I noticed about your season so far is you're 14th in the nation. You've only turned the ball over seven times, plus four in takeaways on the year. That That's a really good number to have only turned it over seven times in, what, eight games so far this year. Yeah, and Donovan Smith has really been the key to that. Uh, he did not play well against Kansas State last week, but then again, if anybody had a U of H jersey on, they didn't play well against Kansas State last week. But he's, you know, he, he threw three picks in his first seven games. And uh, so you think about that, he threw – he threw three picks against Houston last year at Texas Tech. So it gives you an mm. idea of how they've, they've really – he has done a much, much better job of taking care of the football. And that's been really the difference. I know the one he threw against Texas was a bad read. Uh, so he's got four interceptions, I believe, uh, right now. And, you know, when you've got a quarterback that takes care of the football – it just helps so much, especially when you have a defense that's really had a hard time stopping people. Uh, they played well against Texas, but they, to be honest with you, they have not played very well this season. Um, getting off the field on the third downs has just been very hard. And and, and it's really been, I'm not going to say it's been masked or covered up, but it certainly has been minimized by the fact that they have not given up a ton of short fields and they haven't given the football away and had so many empty possessions in that regard. But that's, that's worth taking care of the football, especially on the road. Uh, taking care of the football just matters so much. Uh, defensively, Kevin, what what's the mo or what does the U of H defense sort of uh, look like, and what do they want to do? Well, they they want you, uh, you know, they, they've got it goes back to third down. There was a stretch in which they against TCU, Texas Tech, the first three games uh, of their Big Twelve games against Texas Tech, TCU, and uh, TCU, Texas Tech, and, and West Virginia. Uh, those teams can those teams converted almost 70 percent of their third downs you just can't you just can't survive that way you've got to get off the field especially and john you know this all too well when you're playing in the heat and humidity of, of, of this part of the country right 
uh, to keep a defense on the field because let's face it, they always say, oh, it's good football weather. Well, football weather in Texas is, is 90 degrees with 90% humidity <laughs> right. three quarters of the season. Uh, but that's been the key is getting off the field on third down. Uh, last week against Kansas State, opening possession, uh, third forced them into a third down and 15 on the opening possession. They pick up 17 yards on the screenplay. Uh, that it's just, it's, I know it's, it's going to happen because the other team is on scholarship too, but you just, you just can't allow that to happen. And, uh, and you know, that's been the, that's been their biggest problem, whether it's, they've been able to get off, get after the quarterback. They've been much better as far as being able to get to the quarterback without having to come around the edge. Uh, they, they, they got it, got to Quentin Ewers a couple of times by guys just pushing right up the middle. And that's been something uh, that they're going to have to do because, uh, you know, having to having to cover in that backfield against quality receivers that you're going to see against Baylor, you know, that that's hard to do. Uh, if you're going to be sending extra people and things like that, so um, that that's been something that that's been the biggest thing is just being able to get off the field. Kevin Ashenfelder, our guest, play-by-play for Houston football, Houston Cougars football. Also, uh, his uh, day job, he is pre and post game for Astros broadcast television, AT and T Sportsnet. Wasn't that fun to see the Astros and the Rangers squaring off for a trip to the World Series this year? It re- it really was. It really was. It, uh, would have liked to have seen my team get there. Sure. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of friends with the Texas Rangers and the uh, the class organization. Uh, you know, and I wish them obviously nothing but the best. But the the run that the Astros have been on, I thought about this the other day. In, in baseball, more so than any other sport, the best team doesn't always win. And I'm not saying that about Astros and Rangers. I wasn't saying that. But the, the teams with the best three records in Major League Baseball this season, whether it's the Dodgers, the well, the Braves, the, the Orioles, and the Dodgers, yeah. they won one game. They won one game in the playoffs. Wow. Combined. Not one. Not one series. One game. <laughs> one game. When you take that into when you take that into consideration, and to see that the Astros have been to the American League Championship Series seven straight years is really an amazing thing. Uh, when you think about the last five years, if you're an Astros fan, the last five years, your worst season ended in game seven of the ALCS. Wow. So it's, been, it's been an amazing run. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's, you put that into perspective. That's, that's, uh, that's an amazing run. Very good. You're a good guy to ask this question of. Uh, so great rivalry, you know, has developed between the Astros and the Rangers. So for an Astros fan to see the Rangers in the World Series, uh, what's their pulse about that? I think it's probably hard to watch. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I, I, you know, you know, sports hate is real. I mean, you can say all you want about it, and I, I and I mean it when I say I, I, Dave Raymond and, and CJ Nikowski and, and I mean those guys are friends of mine, and I, and I, I, I wish them the best. I hope they win for those guys. But uh, as far as fans are concerned, they're fanatics. You know, they're, so <laughs> sports hate is real, and I'm guessing that Astro fans would probably be big Arizona Diamondback fans right now. That's just. <laughs> That's just pulling the curtain back and being perfectly honest with you. I'm not into that. Ca- I'm not into that in that category. I try to stay a, a little bit above that praise. But uh, but yeah, that's that's that would be the that would be the true you know true serum answer to uh, to, to sports fans here. In no, I, be- no, I believe that. That's what I would expect. Also, just like Rangers fans probably didn't go celebrate an Astros uh, World Series I, championship a year ago. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not. How about this, though? Texas uh, teams uh, potentially here could win back-to-back World Series. That's pretty cool. It's, it really is. It really is. It's, and it's, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, until your team does it, you don't realize it. I've kind of gotten about high, but uh, Astro fans have certainly been spoiled. They're, you know, you see 
after they got beaten game seven, everybody's talking about what went wrong. And I was thinking, are you people? Are you? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was, I was, you know, growing up as an Astro fan, I was uh, 16 years old before they ever went to the playoffs. I was, uh, I was almost 40 before they ever went to the world. Sure. Series. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, and now they've been to the, you know, the ALCS or the world series in seven straight years. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, it's a, it's a pretty amazing run and, and you get used to, I don't know, you shouldn't, but uh, it is fleeting. Success is fleeting, but uh, I think people have gotten used to winning around here. and The bar is set pretty high. Uh, no question about it. Final thought, who's uh, going to be the next manager of the Astros? You know, I, that's uh, that's a good question. And they're going to uh, – John, I don't know. But, <laughs> you, know, the, uh, you know, they're talking. It sounds like uh, I read the same reports everybody else. Uh, when Chip Crane gives me a call and says, uh, All right. hey, "This is what we're going to, this is what we're going to do," I'll call you. You'll be the second one. Yeah, right. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be somebody. I don't know if it'll be somebody within the organization. They may switch it up and, and you know, uh, go outside the organization. Maybe somebody that's already on the, on the coaching staff right now. Uh, but I know this that they've, uh, they've made really good decisions over the years, which is why they are where they are. And. Uh, you know, I'm guessing that that will happen again. I, I'm as a as a broadcaster, I can't tell you how much I love Dusty Baker to be able to as a, as a guy that I I always told him I hated him as a kid because he was a Dodger. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, he would he would like he'd slap my leg and laugh, and, <laughs> and uh, he'd tell me he'd tell me another Hank Aaron story. So I, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him a lot. He's a good man and uh, just a good person and a fun guy to be around. But uh, I'm sure they'll make the right decision. And uh, like I said, when Jim Crane calls me, I'm gonna I'll call and break the news. I'll yeah, there you go. Show. How about that? All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Hey, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thanks for the visit. Tell Dana that uh, the game will be played as scheduled. We're going to kick it off at 2.32 on Saturday, okay? So forget about 2020. We're going to play on Saturday. You got it, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Thank John, you, man. It's always great to hear from you, and we will, we will. I look forward to visiting with you Saturday. You as well. Thanks, Kevin. Travel safe. Kevin Ashenfelder, the great voice of the Houston Cougars for football and uh, all the work uh, for AT&T Sportsnet. Astros pregame and postgame. Great to visit with him. Look forward to seeing uh, he and Ted Pardee. Color is uh, Ted Pardee. And uh, Aaron, the picture. So in our visiting radio booth at McLean Stadium, we have pictures up of the visiting radio crews, Big 12 radio crews. And Kevin sent me an updated picture that we got up in there now. And uh, Ted, the son of uh, the legendary Jack Pardee. And it looks exactly like him. I mean, it looks like it could have been Jack Pardee at that age. Wow. It's amazing. So look forward to having those guys here on Saturday, Baylor and Houston, 2.30 kickoff. Our coverage begins at 10.30 Saturday morning here on ESPN Central Texas, 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, first hour of which is simulcast on KCEN-TV. Then a 2.30 kickoff for the Bears and the Cougars, 29th meeting all-time and the first since the final year of the Southwest Conference, 1995. Thanks, Kevin. Let's take a break. Back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Talk about this weekend, another big, big weekend for the Baylor Club with Friday Night Live, the Saturday tailgate, the Sunday Bear Victory Brunch, all that and much more on the docket as we uh, flip the calendar to November at the Baylor Club. Check it all out on the web at thebaylorclub.com. If you have questions, give them a call, 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean State.